What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TMNBaseballFan.com. Uh, I'm taking one final walk before uh, we get a, a massive cold front in. So, and by the way, keep in mind this is uh, Houston area, so a massive cold front is like in the 30s. So we are uh, anticipating a uh, potential what they call wintry mix, and so what that means is basically everybody here is terrified based upon. Uh, uh, what happened about a year ago here uh, with the snow because it kind of knocked the power grid off so uh, out so we're uh, kind of hoping and praying that doesn't happen but uh, right now I think it's probably yeah, low 60s high 50s something like that uh, by the time I'm done with my walk it'll probably drop maybe 10 15 degrees but uh, and so hoping I'm hoping that I'm not going to get rained on because this might be a much uh, quicker walk and podcast uh, than I've anticipated. So uh, tonight I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, uh, something I kind of found kind of interesting. I'll probably have to think up a title uh, after this whole thing because um, I just uh, I've been making a few different observations, uh, which has been kind of fun um, as I'm kind of uh, you know trotting out to a few other hobbies. Um, and you know you've you've heard me talk about uh, getting into uh, comic books and Voltron and Transformers and that sort of thing. Um, so I've kind of added another thing that I found interesting uh, outside of baseball cards. Baseball cards are obviously my first love, and they always will be my first love when it comes to a hobby. And uh, <laughs> you know nothing can get me going quite like uh, some cardboard, but. Uh, it's also fun to just, you know, to see what else is out there and, and really kind of to compare uh, baseball card uh, collecting as a hobby with all of these other different hobbies and look at the similarities and differences. And I'll give you an example. Um, years ago, I picked up a number of uh, very large comic book collections. And I was thinking that the parallels of... Uh, the baseball card collector and the comic collector would be very similar. Um, I was wrong. Come to find out the baseball card collector is like the jock of the hobby world and the comic book collector is the nerd of the hobby world for the most part. So <laughs> it's kind of funny, um, you know, especially when I'm meeting a bunch of different people that are interested in baseball cards versus comic books. Um, it's so funny just to see what the average person on each side looks like and how they act and everything. And, uh, you know, and when I say jock and nerd, I'm not putting either down by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, I, I think uh, many of us as hobbyists have both kind of in, in ourselves as well. Um, I know I do at the very least. But um, anyway, so I was wrong. I thought they were going to be perfect parallels and they weren't um, but I found out also something very interesting um, about this new hobby that I picked up as well now talk about uh, talk about a little bit if you're an 80s uh, kid you may very well know about these uh, they are called uh, muscle uh, m-u-s-c-l-e it stands for millions of unusual small creatures lurking everywhere and uh, they would come in four packs that were like kind of like a blister plastic pack uh, ten packs which were like little uh, translucent 
plastic trash cans and 28 packs, which were like, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> They're kind of almost like the size of like a board game, I guess. But uh, for me personally, uh, like Transformers, like Voltron, like comic books, I have the most fleeting of uh, memories uh, when it comes to them as a child. And uh, like very, very little tiny uh, pinhole memories that I've kind of attached myself to. And I can almost uh, barely, uh, you know, explain them. And uh, so it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. But uh, so if you've taken a look at these guys, uh, I'll describe them a little bit. So they come in, in trash cans. They're about an inch and a half tall each. And they ran in two series. The first series, they were all uh, flesh colored or pink. And they're different guys. There's a bunch of like weird creatures. There's one that's, uh, you know, there's, there's some that are lizards. There's some that are uh, urinals, believe it or not, and toilet paper man, and uh, really kind of a funny mix. And, uh, you know, I was never hardcore into them at all. In fact, I don't really recall too terribly much about them. Um, I think I have like one kind of fleeting memory when I was you know, probably four years old in the, in the, uh, parking lot of Toys R Us. And I was asking, uh, you know, uh, my uh, mom and dad's spiritual questions. Uh, you know, what's it take to get to heaven? Like, uh, you know, how do you, uh, how do you become saved and all this? You know, this is a little four-year-old, you know, Tanner asking these questions to his mom and dad. And, uh, I feel like I remember having like this garbage can of these muscle figures. And, uh, you know, so it's just kind of one of those things where I mean, this predates any type of exposure to baseball cards for me whatsoever. And, uh, you know, they were, you know, probably right up my alley when it came to uh, the cost because, you know, we didn't really have all that much money. Um, but these were like super cheap uh, as well, from what I recall. Uh, not necessarily so much anymore. Um, but back then, like, I think you see, uh, like when you look online and you look at these, uh, unopened cans, uh, online, you'll see, uh, that an entire can might've been priced for like a dollar, dollar 29 or something like that, uh, uh, from, you know, ages ago. And we're talking like 35, 40 years ago. Right. Uh, and so, uh, but you look at them and there's just, uh, this kind of nostalgia feel. Uh, to them, you know, for sure, especially if you're a child of the 80s like I am. And, uh, you know, really kind of fun pieces. And so the pricing uh, works like this, basically. Um, there are, and I'll tell you a little bit about them as well, and then we're going to get into the parallels of, uh, you know, collecting cards along with these. So, um, you know, there, there's about 236 total in a set of the first run for the, for the flesh, uh, flesh versions. And generally speaking, they're going to run about a dollar uh, or two each in bulk. Uh, you know, for the most part, probably about a dollar. The second series runs, uh, uh, and I was talking to Atticus about this yesterday. He thought that the first series would, would cost more. But come to find out, the second series uh, is more aesthetically pleasing. They have different colors, uh, and the different colors within them have different rarities. Uh, and it's not just like 
you know, this uh, character one is a, uh, uh, a purple, is super rare, but if you look at character seven with like orange, he might be rarer than the character one's purple. So, you know, it's, it, they, it's kind of confusing. It's more confusing than what Topps does, <laughs> you know, when it comes to uh, color identification and rarity, because with Topps, you'll see a lot of times where uh, they might have uh, reds as one of ones, then you might also see some reds as add 50. You know, so it's kind of, a, kind of difficult. But at the very least, when it comes to baseball cards, for the most part, you have uh, serial numbers uh, to help guide you, right? So uh, that's not the case because you have Japanese names of 236 characters with a wide array of different colors, and so you're not able to uh, quickly ascertain which one's the rarest and which one's not. You know so on and so forth so uh but going back to the first series oh and by the way uh so the the colored uh versions they come in like uh, purple dark blue light blue salmon magenta neon green neon orange uh try to think if there's anything else um i think that's it at least for the american version so they made a japanese version as well where the characters are like a soft rubber, the American version is like a, a harder plastic. Um, so the colored uh, versions will run, you know, typically, you know, two, three dollars each. Uh, so they're double or triple the cost of the first of the first series run, right? Uh, but the first series run has a piece that's called the claw. And it's not necessarily apparently uh, rare than the others but it's more uh it's more uh desirable for some reason i don't know guys like i don't remember having a particular affinity for any specific character i'm not sure if they even ran any comic books or cartoons of these guys like in america <laughs> you know so i think they're just uh, they're just little toys uh and so when i first came to you know learn about these about a a month or so ago, I looked and I go, well, this claw thing is just a hand. It's kind of stupid. Like, what on earth? I don't understand. And so, like, you'll find these are going for twenty to thirty dollars for the for the flesh ones, and uh, for different colored versions, they'll go for forty, fifty, sixty, even up to eighty dollars. And uh, you know, there's some that are uh, there. There are other, others that are considered uh, quote unquote grail pieces, and then you'll have. Uh, a whole smattering of different colored versions of other characters that go for between you know five to twenty five dollars or whatever thirty five dollars so you know there's there's a whole wide array of these types of things here and uh it's very interesting to look at them versus baseball cards because uh you know you get a, a sense that there are some that are certainly more popular than others but you don't really uh key into that for except for two reasons number one you see the prices are different uh and you're assuming that they're rare but they're not really a lot of times but uh you know his claw in particular uh, but number two uh the community and the way they talk and fawn over these certain pieces and so this is kind of funny because in uh facebook i've got a uh you know i i gosh i'm in countless baseball card groups like just tons of them i get uh invited into these baseball card groups all the time like there's there's so many of them out there and 
you know, believe it or not, there's tons more out there that I am not a part of and probably don't even know about. I mean, a lot of these invites I haven't even responded to because, you know, my timeline goes by so fast and everything. Um, but uh, when you go into some of these, there are some tight-knit communities and even the forums, if you're, uh, it's the same deal when it comes to forums online as well. Uh, you know, you'll get some people uh, hyping up uh, certain players or cards and you kind of build this community where you have like, uh, almost like this uh, bubbling cauldron that starts heating up, you know, and like, uh, let's, let's have a Mike Trout thread, for instance, and start showing off the Mike Trouts that we have. And then you start getting people that are excited about Mike Trout and, uh, you know, they might not even have seen him play, don't care about the angels or anything like that at all. Uh, but they do have this idea in their head that they're like, man, I really want a Mike Trout card. A Topps SP photo variation of Mike Trout would be awesome or a Sapphire or whatever. Uh, or a Topps Diamond Rookie even, you know, if you're reaching for the, scar, for the stars. So like you, you look at this and the way that many people get to that position is because they go in and they listen to what the community is saying about them. And that's what gets them excited. And to my surprise, I had no idea y'all, like I had no idea that this would be the case for the muscle community. Cause there is, believe it or not, a muscle Facebook group uh, that's got several, several, several members. Uh, you know, they're buying and selling and trading. I actually made my first trade, uh, you know, a few days ago, which I'm pretty excited about, you know? And, uh, and it's just, uh, it's funny, they have like the same types of uh, things that the baseball card groups have. They say, okay, you know, Monday, let's uh, have something called Material Monday where we show off the, you know, patch cards we have. Uh, let's have, try and think what else we have. We have Fractor Friday, you know, show off your refractors, uh, Signature Saturday. Uh, and then, of course, we make up our own uh, in the baseball card groups from time to time. And, and uh, you know, every now and then people will follow suit and they'll uh, they'll continue as well like I try to think if uh, if there's any that come to my mind I, I started a number of them myself uh, where a lot of people followed suit it's kind of fun to see that too right you know um, but uh, you know you could have something like uh, uh, you know certified Sunday where you have like your uh, select certifieds uh, or mirror Monday where all of your uh, mirror cards uh, are, are showed or totally certified Tuesday uh, you know so there's so many little <laughs> little things that you could do if people are excited they get excited about showing them off and then it gets the people that don't have them uh, you know excited about you know purchasing uh, some of them down the road which is kind of a fun thing as well so uh, going to the muscle group they have the same thing they're actually taking their little muscle figures they're a lot of them like I said you know, one dollar, two dollars. You know, many of them are going to be, uh, most of them probably the upper end of fifteen or twenty dollars. You know, nothing crazy. And they're posing them. You know, and they're uh, doing fun things with them and crazy things with them and all that. And then uh, you have some people that that sell these, and people are like super excited that they're selling whatever is they're selling. You have the custom uh, makers as well that are custom creating their own muscle figures and. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, there's so many different parallels uh, that we have going on. It's, uh, it's kind of uh, fun to see that. And so, uh, going back to this claw, uh, 
you know, like I said, it's a hand, right? And like one of the fingers has like a mouth on it or something. Stupid, like ridiculous, right? Well, guess what? I have people in this group that are like, oh man, they have the claws. So neat, here's mine and everything. And so here I am sitting back thinking, when I first got into this, just looking at prices and stuff, thinking people are ridiculous. Like, this is crazy. Like, why would people want want this stupid hand figure? Well, guess who wants the stupid hand figure now? <laughs> I'm raising my hand. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's something that uh, I saw the community get excited about. And now all of a sudden, I want to kind of participate. And so, it's kind of a fun uh, uh, commentary on, I think, not just the muscle community, not just the baseball card community, but, uh, but you know, how uh, we are as humans, uh, how we interact with each other and how, you know, most importantly, I think how big, how huge, how tremendous of an effect, uh, community has on our, uh, hobby habits, if that makes sense. Um, it's huge. And so I might've thought that perhaps this was maybe, uh, more of a, uh, baseball card specific thing, not really thinking that it wasn't for other hobbies, but not just, just not thinking about for other hobbies at all, period. Uh, like, oh yeah, this is just, you know, baseball cards. This is what, you know, this is how we act. This is what we do. It's like, no, it's not the case. Um, you know, you can, I saw that this with myself with the Transformers. I go on some forums and see some people that post some really cool pieces and go, man, oh, I'd love to have that too. That's really neat, you know, and, uh, it's, it's so funny. Um, and, you know, here's another uh, interesting thing as well. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, so like, obviously a lot of uh, collectors and, you know, when it comes to baseball cards and everything, they love collecting packs with stars on the front. Um, I had uh, a whole run or a near whole run, I don't remember which one, of, uh, I think it was a whole run, of uh, all of the Junk Wax era of Canseco uh, cards with uh, packs showing on top. So, so all the, um, the released cello packs and rack packs from 86 to 92, uh, whether it was Topps, Fleer, Score, Donner, Upper Deck, Bowman, um, anything that you could see through or wherever, I had a copy of that with Jose showing on top. Um, and uh, it was not hard, it was not a hard decision for me get rid of those and I think actually I'm uh, talking to it's been a while but I've talked to a, a guy that ended up picking up the the Donner's Ray Rookie rack pack from me I think I'm going to get that back from him at some point I uh, haven't heard from him in a while but uh, you know so that would be nice to get back but the others is just like well how excited am I to have like a you know 88 tops rack pack with uh, you know team leaders of Kinseko McGuire on the front yeah yeah, yeah. Like, you can't really display it, or you can, but, like, when you have a whole run, they basically are just sitting in a box, and it's like, okay, eh, you know. <laughs> so, and, and plus, it's a, you know, it's a 25-cent card. I mean, like, if it were, like, an A4 Fleer cello pack with Don Mattingly on the front, you know, that'd be something I guess you'd probably could get, you know, certainly more excited about, or, you know, 82 top Ripken, uh, a cello with, you know, Ripken on the front or whatever, but, um, but anyway, so the funny thing is, is I ended up getting uh, one of the cans. Like, first of all, I didn't realize they did color 
cans of, or you know, trash cans full of the uh, color uh, run of muscle figures. And so I found out that they did. I was like, man, this is pretty awesome. I've got to get me one. So I ended up doing a deal with somebody. And sure enough, lo and behold, I find somebody uh, selling one on eBay where, you know, is the last of the auction. So I ended up buying two, uh, <laughs> two of them on the same day. Like, man, I don't need two. What am I doing this for? Why am I getting these? These are, you know, these are getting pricey. Like the, the actual unopened cans are like way more expensive uh, than if they're just the figures. Well, uh, so I've had them for about a week or two now or something. I actually kind of love them, you know? Um, but I look, I was thinking, you know, I need to sell one of these guys. Like, I don't need two of these cans. I mean, it's kind of crazy. So I said, you know what? I'm looking at one of them. I'm like, I wonder uh, if I could look and see what figures there are inside these. So I start rattling it around and one of them like, huh, that almost looks like, wait a second, let me keep, let me keep shaking around. So I'm like shaking around this little five-year-old's toy kind of thing, right? Because that's what they're made for is like, you know, kids in the 80s for five or 10 minutes, like, and looking so intently to see what, what I can see, what figures I can see through this like frosted translucent plastic trash can. And I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. Sure enough, like right on the side, there's a light blue version of the claw that's inside. And guess what, guys? Like the same thing for the baseball card hobby is the muscle industry. If you have a sealed piece with a key uh, type of uh, figure inside it, it goes for quite a bit more money. And so I didn't buy it like that. It was something that the seller didn't know was in there either. Um, I didn't know until I kept rattling it around and rearranging them in there until I uh, could actually see it. And, uh, you know, so that can, I think was probably $125, uh, is what I bought it for. Um, and because that clause in there, it's very possible that thing might be, I mean, this is a guess, uh, $250 or $300, you know, which is really kind of a, kind of a fun thing. It's like, okay, great. Well, that's going to, you know, pay for, you know, if I sell it, it's going to pay for that. And then the most of, uh, or the majority of the other can I got also because I, I spent more on that one because it's a much nicer condition one. Uh, and so I was pretty excited about that. But then I was like, you know, oh man, do I really want to get rid of the of the can with the light blue claw in it? You know, it's kind of funny because again, I wouldn't have cared. I would have cared about this can uh, had it not been for the community expressing interest. And I'm thinking, man, if I could do a full color run. And so that's another thing that's kind of interesting as well. Uh, is I found myself uh, in the same boat as I was as a super collector uh, of baseball cards for Conseco when it came to these muscle figures. I started thinking, okay, 236 flesh figures. I could, I could build a set of these probably fairly easily. Um, it's probably not too terribly costly, not, certainly not compared to like vintage cards or ones or whatever. And then I was like, okay, well, what about something more challenging? What if I did that for the color run of these guys? And then I started thinking, I took a step back and I was like, what have I learned when it comes to the baseball card hobby? Well, I've learned number one, that uh, I don't want to be a completionist. 
I don't want to be somebody that has to pick up a number of uh, uh, quote-unquote necessary evils when it comes to cards. And when I say necessary evils, I mean the cards that you need to get to complete things uh, that you don't really care about. And so for baseball cards, that would mean paying stupid amounts of low numbered cards, uh, low serial number cards. Guys, it is getting like freezing out now. I'm, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, you know, where you don't put uh, a stupid amount of money into cards that are super rare uh, that you don't really care about just to complete a run or something, you know? I'm not about that. Like, I don't really like that unless there's like a specific, uh, you know, rainbow I'm trying to go after. But I don't really go after rainbows. I mean, you know, I just, uh, uh, you know, shoot, even, you know, yesterday I was hit by somebody that had a, uh, you know, pretty decent one-of-one -one Conseco, but it's just an autograph. And it's like, well, I don't really care too much about that. So I, you know, handed it off to a buddy um, and he ended up buying it. But uh, anyway, so, so I looked at these, uh, muscle figures, I'm like, man, this could be like really expensive. As a matter of fact, uh, just for fun, I went on a website and just like started clicking off the ones I really liked. And the bill ended up being over a thousand dollars. And so needless to say, I did not get those. Uh, Cause I was just trying to see like, you know, get a feel for like how much they would be. Um, I'm thinking, no, this is not what I want to do. So I took what I learned from uh, the baseball card hobby and I started thinking, what if I just got a handful of the ones that were meaningful to me and call it a day instead of, you know, trying to get the 236 regular flesh versions and then, you know, go to get the other, who knows how many of the others, 500, I don't know, like 700, I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't, and plus guys, I don't have room <laughs> for all these. <laughs> I, I barely have room for anything else as it is in my office. It's, it's crazy. It's getting like super, super crazy in there now. Uh, but uh, anyway, so that's what I decided to do is, is start to pick and choose. And uh, that makes it way more manageable. Uh, but it's also funny just how applicable uh, all of these little uh, parameters I've set for baseball cards are really transferable. Uh, to other hobbies and so you know I like to do kind of a call to action or something you know for a lot of you folks out there that are uh, listening to make this a little more interactive I guess but you know this that's one good call to action I'd say is uh, based upon uh, your experience in the baseball card hobby what could you use to transfer uh, that knowledge over to other areas of your life particularly hobbies, but there are other things that you could as well, I suppose. Um, and, uh, you know, I think uh, what I did is I, I kind of did that for my other collections of Transformers and comics and stuff, and it worked out very nicely, uh, particularly for comics. Like, I, uh, I set out for only a specific uh, set of very special books, and I got them, and uh, I'm very happy with them. You know, so that's uh, instead of you know saying, okay, I'm going to try to complete the entire Spider-Man run or something, and you know that'd be crazy. But uh, you know, not not just that; it'd like take up an unbelievable amount of space, like comic books. Like <laughs> you guys, like you know how much space baseball cards take up. I've got you know 150,000 in my garage. I've got to get rid of uh, soon. They take up a lot of space. Uh, when you talk about comic books. 
if you have like 150,000 comic books, for instance, forget about it. Like you don't have a garage anymore. You don't have room to sleep anymore at that point in your house. So it's a, it's a big, big, big difference. And so, you know, you've got a, that's, that's a benefit, I think, for being uh, choosy to be, you know, very selective about what you collect and, you know, kind of set your parameters because it helps a lot on space. Unless you're in a mansion and you don't care about uh, space or whatever. But I mean, you know, I've got a small office and, you know, it's a, we have an okay size house, I guess. But uh, guess what? If my collecting uh, starts getting out of my office, then, you know, we'll probably have, uh, <laughs> we'll probably have some words, uh, you know, that, that would not be favorable for, uh, Bringing my hobbies here so so we'll try to keep it manageable inside the office itself um but anyway so it, it, like i said just uh this kind of seems like a bit of a podcast for you know muscle action figures or whatever and yeah it's not really you know what you're here to listen uh listen for but uh it, it is very interesting the parallels and i think uh, i hope that it, it, some of this can be applicable for you uh it was for me for sure uh, and I'm still kind of rowing through this and I'm trying to take mental notes of what the, what the similarities are and what, uh, you know, skills or knowledge that I can use to kind of help navigate on both, uh, in both worlds. It's been, it's been fun to think of it that way, but, um, anyway, so yeah, I guess that's, uh, those are kind of my thoughts for tonight. I don't really have anything else uh, crazy to say or anything at all, but, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I hope this helps you. And uh, as always, guys, thanks always for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you all have a great rest of the day.